Welcome everyone, um, live streaming if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, whatever the case may be. Excuse me, check it out, uh, checking us out now. Of course, join the conversation to the side. I'll get the comments going. We got a lot to talk about. Um, of course, uh, college football less than uh, three weeks now until the kickoff on Labor Day weekend. Oklahoma goes to Tulane and JT, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. JT, a Sooner fan. We're going to talk Sooner fan. We're talking Sooner football, Big 12 football, you name it. We're going to talk about it tonight. So, uh, JT, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here. It's cool. It's cool. I've never really been in this kind of a setting, but I'm excited to get out there and talk about it. I love talking about it. I can talk about Sooner football all day, just college football in general. Most yeah. definitely. And, you know, <clears throat> you're obviously in Sooner country just as much as I am. And first things first, you know, we got to talk about it. What was your reaction when the Houston Chronicle broke the news that, hey, Oklahoma and Texas is talking to the SEC, apparently from Texas A&M? Nine days later, of course, Oklahoma yeah. unanimously goes into the SEC. Well, <laughs> what's your thoughts on yeah. that? And I personally thought it was quick If there was ever like a smoke where there's smoke, there's fire thing. I mean, you always hear them talk about that in the media and stuff. But like yeah. that thing went up like a, like a building fire. I mean, that just went up and there was no stopping it. Like it was like a, you know, you knew whenever I think what was it Texas and Oklahoma issued statements from the university and they weren't they didn't deny it, but they didn't confirm it. So then you're like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, they've probably been working on it for a while, I'm sure. I mean, just the way of the world, I guess. But yeah, it was it was really cool. I was like, it's one of those surreal things. You you hear Oklahoma or you people talking about Oklahoma and they're like, you know, they're talking about maybe not believing for the Big Ten back, whatever realignment happened back in 2011. And then, you know, I'm actually probably pretty glad that didn't happen either. I think Oklahoma would have been fine. Um, but still, I mean, that's what killed Nebraska was leaving Texas, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think that's what they chose the money and they chose the academics. And that's kind of showed itself on the field. So, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, the SEC is a perfect fit. I mean, it really is. So. I'm excited for it, of course. Uh, I'm like you, of course, obviously 10 years ago when all this conference realignment uh, shenanigans kicked off into gear and Oklahoma had, I believe from what I heard, had the option to leave and they obviously chose to stay. I know Bob Stoops, I know 10 years ago was practically saying if Oklahoma State's not coming with us, we don't want to be a part of it. So needless to say, I'm not going to be a basher of Oklahoma right. State, more more realistic. From what I'm hearing um, on the radios here locally and reading on the internet and so on and so forth, realistically, for Oklahoma State, they're kind of up a creek without a paddle. I mean, anywhere particularly you think that yeah. might be a good fit. I'm still thinking Pac-12, but I don't know from this standpoint if that's even an option at this rate. Yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a merger. Like I think the AAC and the Pac-12 or the AAC and the Big 12 should merge. I think that should probably be the best, probably the best case scenario for that. I just, it's hard. I mean, for it's, I guess, because the Pac 12's got to think money wise. So they have to think that whoever's remaining has to drive enough money for them to take them. So, I mean, it's just, you know, do they want to, you know, break, break into the central market? Do they want to break into the central time zone? I mean, is it that important to them? You know, I mean, uh, it's just, I guess it's really just up to the Pac-12 if they feel like it's worth it. And if they don't, they're they're in trouble. So, I mean, seriously, I mean, these, these eight schools in the Big 12 are in trouble if they don't find, 
landing places and it's but it's hard you know when oklahoma and texas pull the weight mm-hmm. that they do and now you realize like i think iowa state said something like the big 12s like the the uh what is it the uh whack or something like that without oklahoma and texas just the revenue wise i mean <laughs> seriously I mean, <laughs> I mean they know their place it's just yeah i, I hope i hope, hope oklahoma state lands on their feet i really do i think like uh at least oklahoma state's probably outside of texas the best school left mm-hmm. i mean i know iowa state's hitting their stride but oklahoma state and i mean i guess there's tcu and tech but like even like just as a school wise, I mean, I think Oklahoma State all around is probably the best, most attractive thing left. Yeah, I would, I would definitely probably agree with you. I would say that Oklahoma State's probably your best man in. Um, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. Besides Iowa State, I know Kansas State. You know, I when you look at it, I don't know if it if they happen not to merge with the or the Pac twelve, and let's just say they keep it to the local eight. I know. You know, of course, articles saying Kansas is going to the Big Ten. You know, we'll believe it when we see it type of thing. But if they lose Kansas, I know right. Kansas doesn't produce in football. We all know that. Unless you're Texas, they beat Texas. But, you know, um, besides that, they don't produce besides basketball. I like Kansas from a basketball standpoint. I have nothing against them personally anyway. But I don't yeah. know if the Big Ten's a good – I know it would be locally closer, closer, but – they right. wouldn't compete very well, I don't think, in the Big Ten. No, it'd be like a yeah. Rutgers situation. But mm-hmm. the problem with at least with Rutgers, they're in Jersey, so New York's just right there. I mean, it's just it's a hard sell, you know. I mean, you're, you're you, you've already got to sell Lincoln to, to recruits, and you know, and, and it's not like you can go play Texas or Oklahoma. Yeah, you're gonna play Ohio State, and they're gonna whip you. Like that's just what they've done since they got in there. <laughs> I mean, it's not even. I don't know. I think what was it last year? We might have been the closest game, and it's usually close for a half. I mean, and that's it. I mean, it's just. I guess is basketball attractive enough? You know, is it attractive enough for them to take it? Because that's all you're selling essentially. So I mean, uh, yeah, Kansas. If they don't go to the Big Ten, based on the academics and the basketball program, I, maybe the AAC would take them. Maybe. I mean, seriously, just didn't. I mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe basketball they would take them because they probably have a ton of value, and Houston's hitting their stride in AAC. Like, Houston's a great basketball school there. They've got a few – they've really hit their stride as a conference in college basketball. So I think Kansas could be a really good fit there. But I, if they don't hit a, if they don't hit the Big Ten, the Pac-12 is definitely not taking them. <laughs> so it's just – I just no way. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Well, no, I, I, I agree with you. And of course, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I listen, of course, to – uh, 1077, of course, they call it the Irate 8, which I like. Uh, yeah. I like that name, but nonetheless, you know, I don't know where the Big 12 goes from here. Uh, presuming, yeah, things go kicking the gear, I don't know if they're gonna merge or what. I think they have no option at this rate. I know Oklahoma State is eventually gonna, I would imagine, dominate what's left of the Big 12 as long as nobody else leaves. Um, right. I just don't know if the big, I know I get the Big 12 gets that automatic bid and what have you, but realistically speaking is that even yeah. even having eight teams is that even enough to give them get them in the playoff and or that new year's six bowl i just i don't think so uh i think they're gonna have to redo you know when they do the 12 team playoffs i think they're gonna have to redo how they i know that they don't want to do this but like uh i i'm a believer that uh the power like so the power i guess would be power four mm-hmm 
uh, they'll play their own national championship. championship. Like, uh, the, you know, the playoff, the playoff format. format. And, and then, then the, the, uh, the group of the group five would play their own. I, I just feel like the talent gap is so great between the two. Because, you, you know, you have your outliers. You know, you had UCF or uh, Boise that maybe come in and, you know, uh, beat Oklahoma in the festival. You know what I mean? And it was just they had a great team and it was just the right things happened. And the, the stars aligned and they went to win. But there's no way the stars align three straight games in a playoff system in the format they're headed oh, no. There's just no way. Now, uh, you know, going to a power four conference where the, the blue chips are all there, I think these teams can build up that depth to, to, to handle those three games. I just don't see how, like, like you said, the, the irate eight, there's no way they keep that that status to get in they, they to hold on a certain integrity of football because i feel like if you allow somebody like uh, boise it's not necessarily no integrity but you're, you're seriously going to put a 12 seed boise against you know ohio state or there's just maybe they keep up for a couple quarters maybe they give them a game hell maybe they upset them but there's no way they win the second round or the third one just no way no, and I think, and my dad always said, and uh, he still says it to this day, even though um, his health is declining. But you know, he's always said, "Hey, if you put, if you put in, it's a difference from preparing someone for a month compared to, you know, week in and week out, like you said, the playoff." I don't know, and obviously, I can, I I have nothing against boys, even though they did beat us in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, yeah, way back then, and that's that's cool, that's fine and dandy. Um, I just don't know if that was having a playoff thing. Could they do it week in and week out? I mean, you never know. Um, but looking at the Big 12, and of course, we obviously now know Oklahoma, Texas go into the Southeastern Conference. If the Big 12, even though I thought they should have expanded a long time ago, yeah. is who would you pick if you had if you were Commissioner Bowlesby? Who would you even remotely go after to try to save the conference? I I don't there's nobody out there that attracts me. Personally, yeah. the The whole idea, though, is you have to retain Oklahoma and Texas. So, mm -hmm. if you were to, so hypothetically speaking, if you retain Oklahoma and Texas, I guess uh, SMU and Houston, but you kind of already own the market there. I mean, it's not really like a, you're breaking into something crazy. Um, maybe Boise. I mean, you already went out to West Virginia, so I mean, what's the point of going to Idaho and taking Boise? Uh, I mean, that would be it. I mean, SMU, Houston, or Boise, because BYU, I don't know about the whole religious thing. Apparently, that's a stop for the Pac-12. Yeah. And so I don't know how you bring them in. I mean, and I'm pretty sure the, the academies don't – I don't know if there's, like, a stipulation for the academies if they can't join conferences, but I don't know. Maybe that would, maybe you ask Air Force or – Yeah, I don't need – I know the religious thing in the Pac-12 is the biggest killer. I know – a lot of people brought that up with Baylor and TCU being, you know, a religious uh, university. And, of course, we all know BYU is as well. I don't know <clears throat> how that would affect, if anything. I know TCU, Baylor, I don't know if they don't get in the Pac-12. I don't know where they would go. AAC at very best, Conference USA potentially. Um, God. Uh, Mountain West, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the AAC could theoretically merge and become the first 16-team 
group of five conference, I guess. Oh. And I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't have 16 teams, so it's like, hey, we have 16. So I don't know. Is it race to how many teams? I mean, because but because if the AAC raids uh, the Big 12, then the Pac-12 doesn't really have anything to go off, go off of. I guess. I mean, I guess they could take Boise if they get crazy and want to want to expand, or they just keep the same 12 members they have. I mean, you know. You, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I would I would find that quite a bit uh, hilarious to uh, to see the AAC kind of make that first jump just because we don't really expect it. <laughs> right, right. And Bowlesby and then the commissioner of the AAC, I'm not sure of his name, but they just come together and they decide to merge. And they maybe the just the amount of teams keeps their spot in a playoff, you know, and the uh, I, maybe that's how they end up keeping it because there's no way that the, the rest of the Big 12 yeah. is going to stay automatic. There's just no way, so... Maybe all the clamoring that uh, the group of five's done, and obviously the expansion of the playoff, if they merge, gives them a way better chance, and maybe they can keep the five automatics. Well, I do know, regardless of what happens, I and you brought it mentioned up earlier was I, and I do agree with you is the fact that you're going to have the power four potentially five depends on what happens there. I think they'll eventually do their own thing. I think you'll have your mid majors uh, do their own thing and kind of just. Ramrod it. Do yeah. you? I could see it. I'm kind of pick your brain. Do you? Do you think eventually the NC, the NCA the NCAA is going to be, let's say, branched out or non-existent because the SEC's dominance or they just have less of a role than we they do currently. Well, I think that's the way it's going. I think the NCAA is just they've fumbled so many things. Yeah. I mean, it's just I think you could only trip over your feet so much before you just fall and you, you won't ever get up <laughs> because you don't know how to walk in the first place. I mean, it just I don't, I don't see, you know, I don't know who governs college football. I could see maybe like obviously those those conferences get so powerful that they end up just kind of running things themselves. Um like a like a chancellor thing or like a board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the NCAA disbands as far as uh, football regulation, or just sports in general, because I don't think they do a very good job. I think there's a lot of people that could do a job better than them in in every sport. I don't think just college football, but uh, I don't see a very bright future for the NCAA. I, I, they took t- way too long to do the NIL stuff, and even then, it's really they they really didn't put any rules on it. I mean, they put like a handful and said, "Well, you guys figured out the rest." And that's what we're paid to do it, but you guys figure out the rest, but we're going to put this in place and figure it out. You know, I mean, considering that cool schools and things like that have been paying recruits for the longest time. So, I mean, what, what now the NIL is just a formality, you know, I mean, essentially at this point, they've kind of just said, well, we know what's going on, but now it's just out there. So, you know, there you go. So, I like the NIL. You know, at first I was—I won't lie—I was kind of bashing at first, and and then of course I had um, a East Tennessee or a Tennessee State player come on and kind of explain it better. And you know, after all, thing I know a lot of people. <laughs> I love reading comments. You know, Spencer Rattler and his his ordeals and everybody else. And I, I think it's good. I think it at least helps out. I mean, I get people's argument that you know that well they're on there for a scholarship, so on and so forth. And I get that as well, but. I think it's just the, it's the time we're living. I think it's time that stood up. I, I definitely do agree with a lot of the players saying, hey, it's, you know, the university is practically using us as it is, obviously our name, right, and right. to get to get the brand out there, so to speak. So, 
were you all you know what's your kind of were you off were you for it or yeah i think it's a good idea i think it's a uh, you know at first i was probably like you kind of like how does this I, you know i grew up watching college football i mean i've grown mm-hmm. up I mean, that's my sport i mean uh college football has been what i've loved since i was little so i mean uh it's it's a weird thing because you're you're always like well the scholarships pay for this or that well they really don't i mean you, athletes have lives as well i mean they have they have lives outside of football and a lot of it requires money not everyone's mm-hmm. parents are loaded you know and sometimes they've got to come to school and they've got to do what's best for them and sometimes doing what was best for them was violating the rules which is awful you know i think i think to you know i i do think there's probably a certain way like that you might violate the integrity of the game but that's more like an illegal thing but the illegal thing to the ncaa is taking help from somebody which is awful you know they're struggling they're they're brand new you know adults a lot of those guys a lot of people forget those guys are just kids they're 18 you know they don't know they don't know life at all they just know what's been taught to them and so you're coming in and you've got financial needs as well and sometimes it doesn't cover it you know and i think this nil thing is great and i think it's just way overdue um but i i mean that's I'm, it's great that they're getting such a platform to be able to use their voice and they're also compensated for the work they put in because they do put in a lot of work i mean hell if, you, if you've looked at a schedule of an average athlete i mean it's insane so i mean they, they work really hard and they deserve it so Speaking of works really hard, Lincoln Riley's working really hard. Yeah. You gotta love this recruiting class that's coming in in twenty three. Oh, I know it's looking great, but then again, we gotta hold your brakes a little bit. It's two years. If you know anything about Oklahoma yep. recruiting, you just gotta you gotta take it for face value. You know, face value right now is it's lining up to be great, but I think we just it's great. And just gotta stay positive. You know, I think it's a great and positive thing for 16 year olds and 15 year olds to commit yep. now. But things change and they change so fast for for uh, high school, for high school age kids. They really do. So it's just it does look great. And I'll tell you what looks even better. Um, this some of this 22 guys. Uh, they look good. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these 22 guys. I, I the The work I really appreciate is their evaluations. I mean, if you remember, like, who's that corner they did that evaluation on last year? It turned into a five-star. Was it, a, was it two years ago, maybe? He went to Oregon. He took, oh, he took, he took um, a bunch of money, apparently. Yeah. But uh, they, they did it. He was a three-star. And uh, when they evaluated him and offered him, and he, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, and that was Grinch's first year. So, I mean, I think Lincoln and Grinch have done amazing in evaluations. So, I like Grinch when he came in. Of course, his first year was rough. Then that was expected. You know, that was that was expected. I think anybody's first year would have been rough with what Mike Stoops. Um, the I formation. Uh, yeah. Oh, I formation defense. <laughs> yeah, the, we're just oh, gonna man. line up and just we're gonna play fifteen yards. That Georgia game just. Yeah. It just <laughs> I always think about it because that that's a that's a natty right there. And we couldn't even stop the I formation. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's all Georgia ran. They didn't run anything complex. Sure, well, there's no had, reason to. They had two NFL running backs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, but still, load the box. Make a you know, make a true that, freshman throw the ball. You know. So. You just had a, that game. Just I literally, I kid you not, dude. At the end of the game, 
my heart just sunk. My whole adrenaline just went out. The like I died. It just literally just poof. Well, you know when you grow up watching OU in Florida, right? It was a great game. It was a great game. It was a great game to the end. Um, obviously, watching us get steamrolled by USC, and then other than that, like you watch these national championships that Oklahoma's been in, and then you watch that game, and that game mm-hmm. just brought like at halftime. I was like, wow, like we might yeah. actually do this. And it's just one of those things, like, you don't want to get your hopes up because you're like, you know what I mean? Like, hell, well, I, I know we exactly were, what you mean. We were giving Florida everything we had yep. in 2009 or 2008. And, uh, you know, it just the things just didn't go right for us that night. I mean, it could have went either way. And it wasn't one of those teams where Florida was just that much better. We were just – it just didn't go right. And, uh, you know, so you grow up watching all that, and then you watch the Georgia game. And you're like, we might do this. And the second half comes around and you're like, oh, man. Just so many emotions in that game. Dude, that was it's forever going to be an instant classic. I'm not not going to knock that by any means and, you know, give credit to credit dues for Georgia. But do I think OU's going to – I think OU – people – listen, if – Realistically, people, if you're a Sooner fan and we think we're going to the SEC to completely dominate, I no. don't know. No. I, I, are we going to lose games? Yes. Are we going to win games? Yes. Do I think we're going to win SEC championships? Yes, but probably not in the first few years. However, which I still, with a talent wise, you never know. Right. But, you know, going back to that, it, bowl games against the SEC, you know, in 2003, yeah, 03 with, um, Against LSU in the national championship, that was another game that literally we could have we could have won, and right. a few things didn't go as planned. But I mean, right? right. No, I I, uh, I I don't. You know, I fully expect ten and two, nine and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, yeah. hell, even great Alabama teams have had two losses. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, two lost national champions. LSU is one of them. Yep. So I mean. It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Oh, know, it's, a, it's a murder's row. Yeah, but yeah, the but thing is, you get home games against LSU. You get away games in Tuscaloosa. I would take that and a classic, and if we lose, then over playing Kansas and beating them by 60, and those guys being bored and not playing well and getting hurt by some team yep. that doesn't deserve to be on the same field. They just, you know, they don't care about their football program. They just, the development of their players, like, you name it. It's just, they don't belong on the same field. But if we go play uh, in the SEC, there might be two or three teams that's that way. It's the versus mm-hmm. half of our schedule, maybe more. You know, Iowa State's had their two best years that they could think of uh, in recent memory. And now we're leaving. That's pretty funny. But, like, <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Like, they're doing so well, and then now we're revolting. But no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> poor Matt Campbell. He's such a good coach. I like that dude. Oh, I love that dude. That dude's awesome. Uh, I love him. But uh, yeah, yeah. But we go to the SEC and we go and play Ole Miss. You know, maybe Ole Miss isn't ranked, but we're going to Oxford. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm, that place is great, from what I've heard. And uh, so, yeah, any game we play, sure, we go ten and two, nine and three. But I guarantee you, we didn't get blown out in those games. No, Those games were close or within a possession or two. But like, and I just being able to see, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. So, I mean, if you win the SEC and you win the national championship, you are the best team in the country. Oh, by far. And I think that's 
it's going to be solidified even more, you know? I get, you know, a lot of people, and I've read some comments that some OU fans, I don't know, there's a few out there that surprisingly that's a little upset about this and whatever. I, I don't know why you would be. I get it's the history and the tradition and, you know, I don't like change and all this. Think yeah. of it this way. We're replacing Kansas practically with the entire conference, just in itself. The road games to Death Valley and Baton Rouge at 7 p.m. is going to be through yeah. the roof compared to 11 a.m. kickoff time against Kansas and Lawrence. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hate to put the 11 o'clock out there, people, but you know we're used to that stuff. But nonetheless, it's just I, I get its history, I get its tradition, I get it. You know, things. Well, I don't like change. This is the best conference, whether we want to admit that or not. This is the best conference in college football by far. And this would just only boost the talent. I'll be honest with you. I think personally, a lot of of our issues is we walk into some of these conference games, West Virginia, and we just do what we kind of want to do and hope for the best. And because I just don't think the players are there to every week. There's just not that motivation like you get with LSU and Georgia and Bama and Tennessee and Kentucky with Mark Stoops and he's doing a phenomenal job in Lexington and right. and so on and so forth. They're just not a team. Maybe Vanderbilt. They're just not a team out there that's like, man, this is going to be a this is a shit show. No, it's maybe Vanderbilt. Besides right. that, it's it's you better bring your A game because your B game might get you beat. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you go to like I said, you go to Manhattan or you go to Lawrence. Well, Manhattan's a pretty decent environment, mm-hmm. actually. I know those guys went up there, and uh, I know we almost came back whenever Jalen Hurts was here, and that was a that was a tough one. But because uh, of watching them get their cheeks clapped for like three quarters, and then they finally wake up, and they're like, oh, wow, we're not in Lawrence. Crap. So like, <laughs> oh, we expected these guys to just roll over and let us win. <laughs> but that's – you can't walk into the SEC and do that, you know? And it didn't matter. It's just – like even Vanderbilt will put up a fight against you if you're mm-hmm. feeling risky. So I mean, a lot of people I think forget that um, the playoffs going to twelve. Yep. So I mean, it's more than most likely going to go to twelve. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like this whole like if it was a fourteen playoff, I might be a little disappointed because we do have a walk. We do have a walk we in the park, park to get there. Oh my! Oh, oh, absolutely. You know? I think even if it was six, um, but. Like eight to ten to twelve, you're giving yourself more of a chance, and there's just no mm-hmm. reason to deny yourself the money. Whenever you can just win nine games and get in anyways, because you're in the SEC, because that's because they look at the SEC differently. Not the not the you know I don't want to be one of those guys that's chanting SEC at football games. But now I will say this: if we start chanting that, yeah, I'm gonna have to say something because that's not gonna get that's just gonna get old. Yeah, that's some A and M stuff right there. Like <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that. You know, we're used to winning. We actually win football games, you know, and we go to playoff games. We may have not won one, but we still go there. Hey, we make it. That's the main thing, okay? Yeah, yeah. The gauntlet, that's the Big 12, you know. That's, uh, we have to what? get, we have in to the, beat ourselves first. In the words of Jerry, Man- oh, Jerry, in the word, in the words of Johnny Menzel, the Big 12 is a cakewalk compared to the SEC. I, when he said that comment, I'm thinking, no, no shit, dude. You, you just came up with it. Is that, are yeah. you drunk or are you sober? Let right. me let you know because, I mean, obviously the SEC is tougher than the Big 12. Nobody said it, that it wasn't. Right. Um, but Aggie fans, They're another breed. I can't stand them. I, I can't stand them. 
They're another breed. I mean, they just, it's like uh, A&M is like their own little planet. You know, College Station's like their own little world. And the rest of the world just kind of does it, you know. I mean, I at least I can say this about Oklahoma. Most of our fan base, we don't resolve in our own little world. We we have each other's backs and we, we do things on Twitter. But we don't, like, most of us are pretty rational. So, like, you know, if we get beat, we own it. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. owing four in the playoff. We That's just what we are. You know, we don't we don't run around and claim that we're better than everyone else. Sure, and we you know we say our defense has been a work in progress, but you look at A and M, and they won an Orange Bowl against a bunch of dudes that sat out. Yeah. And they're like, oh well, and they were losing in that game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They didn't want any of Oklahoma. I can promise you that. Neither did Florida. Well, and that's well, no, and that's why A and M really bitched Mona Grown towards the end. Because they realized, and technically and theoretically, it should have been OU and Texas A&M. However, you know. I mean, you saw how that dude reacted to the news. Uh, Ross Bork or whatever his name is, is, the AD down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was mad. You know, he's like, this is the only, we're the only school in Texas that represents the SEC or blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, quit. Like, <laughs> that's the only thing you have when we lose out to recruits to A&M, it's because they play in the SEC. That's pretty, That's pretty much, much the only reason. reason. And now that now reason that is gone. gone. So, so maybe they hit the reset, reset button a little bit. Well, hopefully Jimbo Fisher maybe calmed it all down and be like, hey, we might have gotten OU Texas in, even though some people are claiming that OU Texas was actually in the works six, seven months ago prior to the announcement, which I do yeah. believe that. I think that was a quick pretty nine days. However... Um, I just like how A&M just came out. You know, they bitched, moaned, and groaned. Oh, we want to be the only team in Texas in the SEC. Okay, well, good, good job, dude. Yeah. I, had, I don't care about that part. But then, obviously, which I, I like to pick your brain, because obviously, I was kind of curious. Do you think A&M voted yes just to avoid that issue? Oh, it's all 13 to 1. We all know who the 1 would be. Instead of 14 yeah. that which probably end up being the votes, um, do you think they just voted just to kind of potentially avoid any drama, or do you just kind of don't want to be? Uh, uh, I think I think they fell in line. If you read the leaves uh, on Twitter, like I think there were some talks. Uh, you know, I think Sankey and all the yep. SEC members talked to each other about it, and I think that they just, I think they just fell in line because I think I don't think it was just all them that just decided to, obviously. But I think they had a lot of pressure from everyone else. Like, hey, it's not worth it. Don't die on this hill. I mean, it, we're going to take them. It's about money. It's yep. nothing against you guys. You know, you, great. Thanks for being here. Blah, blah, blah. You're bringing us a lot of money. Maybe, whether you win or not, you're, you're still bringing in a ton of money. Because that, that's how Texas is. Because mm-hmm. why else would you take Texas? You would obviously take Oklahoma all day just based on the last 10 years. But, you, but Texas is money. But Texas oh, is, I think they're the top grossing school in the country, and they average eight wins a year the last ten years. So, however that works, but it's just that's just the reality of it. So, I think when it came down to it, I don't think that uh, I think they're just like, hey, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth being the only one just because you're having you know you're having a grudge against them or whatever. It's just not worth it. I think you're gonna have to give up because there's gonna be. I think when they leaked it, maybe they were hoping. Because what I think it's four could say no, mm-hmm. and it would be the, then it wouldn't be the majority. Maybe when they leaked it, they were hoping they could get support, and then all of a sudden, like as it went on, 
the support wasn't there, like they thought maybe it would be. And so that leak just ended up doing nothing except making them look stupid. So oh, it made them look like dumbasses. Yeah, it made them look like they were butthurt. Like they didn't want it to happen. So I don't, I can't think of the Missouri's coach name, but during the SEC media day, when someone brought up the question, because also that's when it was leaked out during the SEC media day a few weeks back, I liked his answer. I don't know the guy. Um, I can't his think of his name. Quiz. Yes. Yeah. I like what he said. When someone said, what's your thoughts on Oklahoma, Texas? Well, right now we're worried about who they start off with in the season. I like the end, though. However, when I, when they get in the conference, that's a headache I got to worry about. That dude's like, hey, come on, man. We're going to take the challenge. Missouri obviously knows about OU and Texas. They're not shy right. of them. So, no, I think that, I, I really do. I think the SEC, from what I've read and heard, is I think they're pretty excited. Maybe not for Texas, but. No, no. I think uh, I listened to uh, 107.7 as well. Mm-hmm. They had a guest, uh, like from Alabama, and yep. they were like, "Yeah, the dude was like, yeah, we're thrilled to have Oklahoma." Now Texas is on the other hand, they haven't done anything, so they're gonna like they've killed every conference they've come into, essentially. Like if you follow the trail, you know the Big Eight became the Big Twelve, but like you know Texas was always a, a circle in the problem. But I just I feel like Texas joining the SEC, I just don't think they're big. I know they're big, they're huge. Oh, absolutely, Ash cow. But I don't think they're big enough to take down the SEC. I just don't. You're you're going up against. Mm-mm. I mean, it just the tradition and pageantry and things like that. I think the SEC is just so sacred, and that what they've done over the last 20 years. Uh, I just they built up such a big deal. I don't think Texas could come in and do anything to it. So I just, yeah, SEC has been very receptive of Oklahoma, yep. from what I've read, but not so much Texas, which is funny. It's just funny they they leave the Big 12 and they hate just follows them. <laughs> This is funny. <laughs> like, oh, you guys always ruin everything. No, I know exactly what art, uh, article, interview you're talking about because I was listening out on the way home that yeah. one day that they were on. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's what's funny is, you know, a lot of like you mentioned, they're just not – I don't think anybody likes Texas besides Texas. Nobody likes Texas. Yeah. You got these – you got the baseball players, even college baseball players doing the horns out. Nobody likes Texas. No. They've done it to themselves. I mean, well, essentially uh, – you know, I, this is so weird how during this whole deal, Texas and Oklahoma had like an armistice or something going on. Like, well, I, I, you know, we always talk crap to each other on Twitter, but like it just stopped for like two or three mm-hmm. weeks. And then it's like, okay, you know, we're all, we're both going, and that's great. And you know, I hope I just I hope Texas does get better because not that I know everyone hates them and I don't like them either, but like college football is better when. Texas and Oklahoma are in the top 10 playing each other. And Texas has a good team, you know, like it's not just they're ranking them because they like them because they're Texas because what they do all the time, but they do have the talent down there. They just need the right coaching. You know, they need to endure the boosters and, you know, they got to have buy-in, you know, I think Tom Herman was just such a square guy. I just don't think that anybody could believe in him, you know, or really take him seriously. And I just I, I want Texas to be successful because when we beat a good Texas team, mm-hmm. there you go. We have real bragging rights. But when we beat them, we're supposed to. That's how it's been the last five years. You know, we were supposed to beat Texas. I will say this. I missed the good old early 2000s where you had the number five Oklahoma, number four Texas, vice versa, OU top 10. And even when the OU and both, Texas are both top 15 uh, programs, it just got that missing feel. I was kind of hoping Tom Herman would have stuck around. Just because I'm kind of curious. However, 
How many beers do you think it's going to take for Steve Karskesian to finally get? Because, you know, people, if you don't remember, at USC, he was drunk, and that was a short-lived tenure at USC. Hopefully, um, I have a few drinks. I don't get drunk. I have a few just to kind of relax, but hopefully he settled that down, but we got to kind of mess around with it. Over or under four beers before he gets drunk and (laughs) goes off off on a rampage. (laughs) Man, I would say less than... I mean, you got to think, if your tolerance is lower, it's going to take less. But, I mean, I just don't, you know, there's so many other places I think you could walk into, and there's just, even USC probably doesn't have that much pressure. And so, you oh, know, God, Texas, no. Texas has so much pressure. Yes, and the guy's do. a recovering addict. You know, I think Nick Saban did a great job probably, I'm sure, keeping him in line and, and, uh, you know, groomed him kind of to be this guy. Now he's taking over Texas. And I, I want to believe in the guy because I want, I don't want him to be drunk and I want Texas well, no, to be exactly, good. No. And uh, you know, the guy ran a lot of what Lincoln Riley does at Alabama yeah. runs a lot of motion, getting guys in space. You know, uh, that's what the sec is now. It's uh, guys in motion, fast guys in space. And that's, that's the way college football is going. Cause that's what Lincoln Riley started doing. And that's what he's been doing for a long time is getting guys out in space. Um, so, yeah, I just – I think Sarkeesian – he was an interesting hire to me because this is like with that history, he doesn't mm. really have a – he doesn't have a good, solid, proven head coaching record. He did a decent job at Washington. He didn't He didn't uh, win championships. It was good enough to go to USC, I guess. But it just – with Texas, I guess. I mean, yeah, sure, you win a hotshot offensive coordinator – but Lincoln Riley didn't have a head coaching record when we call when we hired him, but he was the best play caller best in the country. So, so Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian he, would you say he's the best he's player the best caller in the country? Because he's not. Mm, no, he, Lord I think no. Lincoln Riley's here, but I think I, you know, Lane Kiffin. Look what he did in Alabama. He did. He put up great numbers too. Yep. And he did it with Jalen Hurts, who can't read the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can't. He chucks the ball day. He chucks the ball deep and hopes that someone catches it. You know, I just. That uh, I don't know. Steve Sarkeesian. It'll be interesting to see how he does because there's so much talent down there. I mean, I'm surprised Charlie Strong didn't win. Uh, because I I always liked the guy. He always had a great defensive philosophy. It just I just don't think he was the right fit for Texas. It's just it's weird because you have to be a good politician on top of a great head coach. So and I think Mac Brown was perfect at that. That's why he did. That's why he stayed there so long because he was a great politician. And eventually, I think you outgrow the politics. I'm sure that's what happened with him. That's why he retired, and they forced him out. And they forced him out. Yeah. Yeah. And look, the program's kind of been eh at very best. Right. Sam Ellinger will always go down as we're back when he made that comment against Georgia. Yeah. How long? And I, I kind of I think I talked to Buddy mine earlier. We're just texting. How long do you think um, Texas has, takes before they are back? Of course, the Big 12 is weak, but yeah, they're not yeah. talent-wise. They're there, but they're not at the same time. I'd said three years. He's th- he thought that was too long. I, I just think if, it, if, if, it, if it's three years, I think Sark's out, which I just I just don't I just think don't what they gave Herman five. Five? Mm-hmm. five. Yeah. So, so I... I the thing about Herman is if he gave him four or five weeks between the games, Texas would be hit real competitive or they would lose by three, you know? 
I mean, what LSU, right? LSU, they played, yeah. They played LSU uh, in the national championship year, and it was a close game. Yep. I think I think Tom Herman can get his team up for big games. I just whenever there's a week in between, I just don't think he can handle it. Like they can't adjust well. So I just I think probably it's probably closer to three years. But they have the talent where it could be two. It just depends on how they receive Sarkeesian. And, and if he, if he can, can, you know, adapt, adapt to the politics, politics adapt to Texas. Texas. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, it's an animal. Well, it's true, and they, they got so much pressure on it. You know, I kind of, as an OU fan, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway, I kind of feel bad for the coaches because there's so much pressure yeah. and politics that you get. You know, I wasn't a huge Tom Herman fan. I didn't think he was that great of a hire, but whatever. But it's like you guys come in, try to build something. Oh, you're out. Next guy, you know, Charlie Strong. Then we got Tom Herman. Now yeah, we got yeah. Steve. I like the hires. It's interesting. I picture Steve Sarkeesian being there, but eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Matt, obviously, Nick Saban wasn't going to go there as much as they want to no. keep saying that. No, no, no. I mean. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, no. No. But, like, uh, uh, I was going to say, um, uh, with, Texas, with Texas, like, uh, uh, I heard something on the radio. On the radio. I think it was Bobby Bowden. They're talking about Bowden on the radio and that he was at Florida State for like 13 years, 10, 13 years before he won his first national championship. So, I mean, I know that's not realistic now. It's just not. But like five years, I mean, I would say Tom Herman's team finished pretty good last year. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, I know Colorado was in the right home about like, Casey Thompson. Thompson I like what he brought. I think they have something yeah. special in him. And B. John Robinson. I mean, yeah. you're honestly, honestly Ellinger's biggest limiter, limiter. I feel like he, feel played, like he played, played too hard a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like he just, like he just he's, a good, he's a good quarterback, good quarterback really good quarterback, really but quarterback, but I think he just pushes too hard 90% of the time. And I feel like if he let his ability do more of the playing, I think they, I think they, they have better results. better results, but I just, I just you know, you know, it's one of those things. You force them out, 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 see what happens. But and because I, I don't, the Tom Harmon hire was interesting when they made it because it's like okay, he's a hot shot coordinator. Yeah, uh, took a third string quarterback to the national championship. Uh, Cardinal Jones, and then you know got the Texas gig. I always thought his his personality is so hateable. I mean, the guy is just so annoying. Well, you got to look. You remember, he flipped off the camera and they were in the meeting room. Yeah. I think Texas fit him very well. I just, I think he was just the right amount of, of, of just idiot, like annoying. Like, I think it just, the boosters were like, you know, what are we going to do with this guy? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I just, I just don't know. What do you do? You know, is five years too many for a coach? Like, is it just enough? Because it's like, that's a full recruiting class. That's a, that's four years. So, So, I mean, is it Texas Texas like like churning coaches coaches out? I feel like that's what they do. They just grade up coaches and spit them out. So it reminds me so much of like, I know it's a bad analogy because the the organizations, well, it's a lot better now, but you know, Cleveland, they've gone through so many head coaches, so many offensive corners and you feel bad for whoever the quarterback was because they go through a new system year in and year out. It's like, you can't, You can't improve if you continuously having the same different coach and offensive coordinator. And of course, being a Bronco fan, kind of, you know, we're starting to get to that. <laughs> we're starting to get there. Um, yeah. With the with the same, you know, turnover and coaches and, and assistants. But 
I mean, that's the question. Or has college football or has the state of Texas in itself realized there's more outside the borders of the state to go and play for? I, I don't know what the answer or the issue is for yeah. Texas. But it just – I hope Texas and people oh, – you know, you fair, you guys should be saying this. I want, I want the Red River rivalry, even though it's always good regardless of how good, bad, the ugly both teams are. Yeah, I just want to see Texas – when I beat the hell out of them, I want them to be a top ten team. Well, exactly. You know, so now will they be a top ten team in the SEC? I don't. And you know that that might be the answer to their to their problems. They, it's either gonna they're either gonna bend or break, or I think they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out a way to survive, or they're gonna be down there with Mississippi State and nope. Ole Miss, and they're gonna be banging the door for five wins, six wins, trying to be bowl eligible. You know, they're gonna have to figure it out. Well, not knocking completely Texas. I'd still take a shot at them, but right now they're. If you look at the current SEC stack, they're definitely ahead of Vandy. Right. Are they ahead of Mississippi State? I like what Mike Leach is doing. Do I give yeah. him the edge over Mississippi State? I, uh, yeah, I think you do. I only say that. I like Mike Leach as a coach. Oh, I do too. I just yeah. don't know if he fits down there. I, do, I just don't like his personality. I mean, I just, we'll see. You know, it's only what, his second year last year mm-hmm. and it was COVID. So, I mean, we'll see what he does this year. And, I mean, the SEC is moving to the spread anyways. So, it doesn't really matter. But, like, will his personality continue to be received? I mean, Les Miles was, I guess. And he was a weird dude. That but, like, weird. yeah. Oh, he's been in. He's on a whole nother story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seriously, he'd go on and on about Les Miles. Oh, What's been going on with him and that disaster up there north? But uh, yeah, I just I think Texas would be over Mississippi State just based on talent. I mean, talent Texas talent wise has talent equal to probably the top half of the SEC. I mean, they really do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're about. I mean, because what I think they may have more blue chips than Oklahoma does. That they do, yeah. Which is crazy. Just talent yeah. alone, I think they're probably better than four or five, the bottom four or five SEC teams alone. Because they'll be 16. So what we're probably going to guess, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in that ball frame, 10th. Yeah, and uh, obviously the pod situation thing. I don't know how they're going to do the divisions there. But, um, yeah, Texas is – whatever pod they get in, they better hope it's with, like, Missouri and Arkansas and or else it's just – I don't know. I, I think they're going to get reality checked quicker than anyone else. Well, and that's why I'm glad you brought that up. That was the next um, topic I was going to bring was pods. I like the idea of the pods. The scheduling yeah. is there. Uh, the SEC broke it out, of course. Well, their proposal of it. Now, whether or not we don't, I don't know what the scenario is going to be, but I like the idea. I still, I don't know what the best situation is. But you look at the pod D or whatever it was, OU, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, not bad. Yeah, Most probably yeah. easiest division, I would have said, imagine. Right. Um, how would you, if you, what would be the best case scenario? Because obviously now you got 16 teams, unless you just do 8-8 eight, eight and just hope for the best. I don't know. But. Yeah, depending I, on what the NCAA allows, you know, because do they allow. A, a semifinal conference championship and then a final, you know? Well, see, that's how they brought that up was the pods. You'd have practically bracket one would be A and maybe D, I don't know, and C, B, right. I don't know how they're going to work that. But I like that. But at the same time, it's like, does I don't know yeah. where all this fits. 
Yeah, it's like cause I guess that's what the NCAA allows because I mm-hmm. if it's three games for the playoff, you know, yep. that's what. So you're going from playing 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. That's and that's only one conference championship game. If you're playing a semi and a conference championship game, that's one extra. So that's 18. So we're getting to a lot of games. You're almost getting to a full NFL season, right? right? Yeah, and you don't want to break the kids. So I would probably imagine maybe Alabama and Auburn switch to the east. And then to Oklahoma, Texas, go to the West, something like that. I mean, I know divisions and pageantry and all that are sacred in the SEC, but that to me um, geographically makes the most sense if you don't allow the semifinal final championship game, because I think that's the only way to make the pods work unless you get rid of divisions completely. I think that's the only way it works. I could see that, man. Talk about just twisting the SEC. We're just going to, where are they going to toss it? I would. I mean, the, yeah. the, the the traditional SEC went out the window when, ten years ago when they took in Missouri and Texas A and M. And you got to think, some of those teams don't play each other for like 10, 15 years cross division. If oh, now the no. pot system will allow them to play each other more often. Yeah, the, the uh, thing, I think they said every three to four years. Right. So you'll see what uh, Tennessee and uh, Alabama, or well, you see that every year. Uh, Tennessee and uh, our. Arkansas? Arkansas? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll see that every three years versus every 20. So, I mean, <laughs> that's just how the schedule system works. It's as old as our conference. But, uh, yeah. And, I mean, the best part about it is they're going to blame Texas for all this. We're going to be fine. We're going to come in, and they're not breaking their pageantry at all. It's all them. According to them, it's all Texas, not us. But uh, Texas ruins everything. Exactly. So now they're going to ruin their format. And they're going to make Alabama go to the East. Oh, God. Alabama would be pissed to go to the East. Oh, my God. Uh, we've won the West for so long. Now we go to the East. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I think the pod situation is the only way they keep everyone happy. Unless they get rid of divisions completely. Because then because then they can't just be mad because we left the West. Then there's no divisions. They're just well, no. So I think the pod think- system or the getting rid of the divisions would be the, if you want to accommodate everyone. So, so. I, I, th- I like the pods. I think that's yeah. a good idea. Now, whether or not that happens, I doubt it. We won't know till whenever. How soon do you think? I still think we play next year as much as I know a lot of people don't agree with that. I just don't see the big 12 now at this rate because it's so awkward. Just, just imagine that zoom call that day that <laughs> everybody, Everybody was invited was what was supposedly what was said. Everybody was invited. Of course, OU Texas doesn't show up. Right. I wonder what the conversation was between the Red Manning eight teams like, so Oklahoma State. <laughs> How do we survive? As Kansas State twiddles the thumbs, what do we do from here? Yeah, you guys are the leaders now. <laughs> uh, I mean, essentially. Take it all, mullet man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just, I don't, there's no way it's 2025. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No way. I could realistically see 23. Uh, yeah, I could definitely it. see that. It's no, no longer, longer than then and as soon as next year. I just, I think there's got to be lawyers working. They're working behind the scenes. I'm sure there is, yeah. I, I think they're hoping that the Big 12 dissolves. I feel, I, I, I think they're hoping that they're trying to find a home and everyone tries to find a home and then it dissolves or whatever, you know. I think that's what Oklahoma and Texas are hoping for. Obviously, so you don't have to pay out the money. But I think the money that they pay out, I think they'd start making it back right away. <laughs> they would make so, a lot of money back really quick. Right. So it's like, can you make up the money, the buyout difference from next year to 25, you know? 
those three years, can you make up that difference? Isn't worth it, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I guarantee you, I think with the SEC, I bet you they could. Oh, so, real quick. Do you, do you uh, do that and then go ahead and take advantage of everything that's going to benefit you? However, I don't, that 12 team playoff though, won't be even stated until like 24, 24, 25. So if we go next year, it's going to be a lot harder to get in because they're going to retain that 14 format for another two years at least. So, yeah, because they still got some, all the other kind of hurdles they got to get over. So if Oklahoma is going to run the table and win a national championship, it's probably going to have to be this year. If we do the SEC thing. Because I just, I'll be the first to say, I love see Caleb Williams in that offense against the SEC next year. And beyond. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to win the SEC and go 12-1. and one. It's just in your first year, how realistic is that? Yeah, we're not playing Kansas State. We're not playing West Virginia. Sorry, West Virginia. We're, we're not – we just – we're not – yeah. it's not the same competition anymore, and everyone's going to get reality checked. And so, yeah. I mean, 23, I could see that because we make a run next – this or this year – and we see how Caleb Williams does, and we'll see next year. And then, you know, you're like, okay, we had two years, but then we've also had two years with our foot out the door. So it's just like a like a breakup. You know, you don't sit there and stick around, usually. So, <laughs> normally, you don't. I know one thing, and I'm, I know I'm all over the place, but it's like Oklahoma State. You kind of have to feel bad for those poor bastards because <laughs> 10 years ago, they had the opportunity to protect. If, if I, and I trust what Bob Stoops probably what he said was true. I'm sure they have the opportunity to go. Right. Supposedly the SEC didn't want Oklahoma state even 10 years ago. And right. obviously that's why, Oh, you chose to stay and maybe could have cost him. I don't know. Yeah. But do you think the reality check finally just kicked in to OSU just realized that, you guys were ran by your big brother. Nobody really likes you. Now go away and annoy, <laughs> annoy somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do feel I do bad feel for bad them. them. I just, uh, you know, I grew up um, mm-hmm. when I was first into football. I was a huge, I'm still a uniform guy. I love uniforms. And mm-hmm. like, yep. I always thought I always Oklahoma State was cool. Like, I like playing like black. Uh, uh, and then I and realized they don't, they don't win ever. Ever. So, so I just, <laughs> I mean, just it's like banging your head against the wall, right? You right. you play Oklahoma, play Oklahoma and you're and like, like, well, well hopefully it's, hopefully it's close. close, you know, like, at what point at what does point it get, get like just really annoying? Like, it's just, a mental mind game at this rate. They go in, right. they hyped up, they get on. Doesn't matter if it's up in Boo Pinkett Stadium or down in uh, Memorial Stadium. Doesn't matter where. It's like, oh crap. Right. I mean, legitimately, legitimately, like what? When Blackman and Whedon were there, mm-hmm. that was their last legit national, national championship type team. Yeah, when uh, they went to what beat Stanford in the Fiesta Bowl. And they should have played LSU. Mm-hmm. God, I, uh, I yeah. mean, if they wanted a legit national championship, there you go. Yep. You know, you don't have to worry about 1945. You can just take that crap off and put that there. It still should come off. I don't know why it's even up there. They should have put the UCF thing. They should have did what UCF did and just named themselves national champions that year. Like, I know we didn't play LSU, but nobody really wanted to see them play Alabama, so we won, really. So, uh, I just, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of sad to see how, I, I know that the president was just trying to fire up their fan base. Well, of course, yeah. 
So I, I get that, but like OU and OSU were like uh it's not I, I know A and M and Texas hate each other. Like I get that. Yeah. But like Oklahoma State, it's important to them to play this game and I mean financially. I mean from what I've heard, like it just sells tickets for them. And like without Oklahoma without Oklahoma, who are you gonna play? Like who are you gonna play Tulsa? So you're gonna tell me they're gonna fill up the stadium for Tulsa? You know, I just mm-hmm. Where does that replacement game come from? You know, and it's just, and I, there's not really much of a benefit for Oklahoma to play. However, but if you run into an Oklahoma State team that's legit, maybe it's not. You know, so I'm looking forward to this year's Bellum because you know darn well we're going to Stillwater too. We're going to Stillwater. That place is going to be rocking. rocking. That's going to get. I'm afraid I could get nasty. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one for the ages. Just it's like gonna uh, one those that you're gonna see like beer bottles and <laughs> I feel like any popcorn road and I feel like any road game Oklahoma goes to except for Lawrence yep. is gonna be well because well yeah yeah we go to Lawrence yeah Lawrence because they go to Manhattan yeah, this year that's, right. that's right yeah I feel like any game is gonna be at Oklahoma Hate Fest I really do it's it's gonna be fun it's oh gonna it's gonna be, be real fun. fun this this conference season is gonna be like Iowa State I know they're coming here but like. Oh man, it's gonna be this is gonna be some great games this year. I think just because, just because of everything that's happened. And you know, you know, uh, Manhattan's gonna be rocking, which it always is, regardless of how good, bad, the ugly they are. But yeah, you know, in the last two years they beat us, so you know they they're gonna bring their oh. A game. Yeah, uh, fan wise, yeah, they're gonna they are going to be rowdy. But no, I think this year it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be like a world tour, like the. You know, the, the, like, the, bye, the, guys. The fair, you know, the like, on the other side, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be down here at the cool kids table. <laughs> you guys stay here, okay? Yeah, like, make sure you listen to your parents, okay? We're gonna go <laughs> hang out with some cool people. Mike Gundy, I need you to to reconsider your haircut. Right. Yeah, um, I need you to yeah. either cut it or use it, okay? And if you're gonna use it, I need you to to keep these guys in line. So. <coughs> but I, but in reality, uh, I was listening to the radio, and I heard somebody say like, you know, the SEC, the SEC has a model for rivalry games. Yep. Because Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia, yep. So Oklahoma could easily play Oklahoma State in November, like they normally yep. do, and it stays just fine. So it's basically like, does Oklahoma State stay butt hurt and punish their fan base and punish their school, or just say because Oklahoma State was like, hey, or Oklahoma was like, hey. We're doing what's best for us. Well, of know, course. And we're sorry. Like, we're sorry it worked out that way. But, like, this is what we're doing for Oklahoma. And so, sorry. You know, like, no hard feelings. That's just what we're doing. And Oklahoma State was like, meh, 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 meh. You know? It's just, which is funny because we beat them all the time. I know it's I know it's just in football. I know in other sports, they're, they're very good school. Like, well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, and that's fine. You know, if you want to pack the house for whatever else, you do that. But. You know, there's a hundred thousand fans in Oklahoma, and you can fit it in three gyms. Yep. You know, I just that's just kind of it's kind of how it works. But like, I just it, it, I would love to keep them. I just want them to play still because I think it's important to the state. But if they didn't, I mean, Oklahoma can find someone else to play. It, it wouldn't really hurt our feelings too much. I just I don't know. I would I, I I like the bedlam aspect of it. I really do because if you run into an Oklahoma State fan, you can yeah. laugh at them. And like, and they're like, oh well, we have other sports, and you're like, eh, I don't watch other sports except for softball. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what's funny is, and, and they always bring that up. Well, we beat you guys in wrestling. We won, we won the overall Bell and Bill. 
Okay, congrats. I mean, cool. So you right. beat OU and a really, uh, really bad uh, women's basketball team, a Ben's right, basketball right. program that's trying to find its identity and wrestling. Well, OSU's a wrestling school. Congrats. I mean, right. They are. Yeah, they're a great wrestling school. Baseball. Okay. Well, who cares about that? Because let's be honest, yeah. baseball team, I don't know what's going on with them. Right. But, Does it sell TV contracts? No, thanks. Yeah. So. Exactly. If I gonna, like if I'm not flipping through it on ESPN, I promise you I didn't see it. No. So like, congrats. Hey, I'm a Sooner fan for all sports, but at the end of the day, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Yeah. Football sales and helps the university. That's all that matters. Yep. And I like uh, I I got in their softball this year though. Oklahoma softball, the women's softball. There, it was electric. Like I don't, uh, I didn't normally ever watch that stuff, but I caught it and I was like, you know, COVID's made me appreciate like different sports. And so, right. And like, I'm, I'm not used to watching women's softball, but it was, it was cool. I mean, they had electric and, uh, they were great. Um, but either way, like, sure, Oklahoma State can claim whatever they want and do whatever they want. But at the end of the day, we run the state mm-hmm. and they just have to fall in line. Or, I mean, what are they going to do? You know, join the AAC? I mean, they, they're running out of options. I just, I just hope they don't pass up something because they've like, oh, we could have joined the Big Ten. Okay, well, you get railroaded by Ohio State. I mean, so would I, I guess a Pac-12, they would be like the third or fourth best football school out there. I, I think mean, they would compete. Be, Honestly, I yeah. think jokes aside, I really do. I think they would compete a whole lot better in the Pac-12 because they're a lot better than Washington State. Right. Um, they're a whole lot better than UCLA, who's just falling on their face. Right. You look at Arizona's falling on their face. Arizona State is not bad. but Depends got on the some, NCAA stuff. You know, that's, that works well, out. that's true, too. But, uh, yeah, I they're third, fourth. Mm-hmm. They can go in and compete first year. And, I mean, that's the quickest way to a playoff spot. They're better than Oregon State. Right. Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to think how it shakes out. If they go to the AAC, it's not guaranteed. I mean, I guess it would be because I, I mean, they would be the best school in the AAC probably in football. But then again, form, yeah. but then again, if you lose to Houston in the AAC or you lose to SMU, I mean, the playoff committee Cincinnati. is going to laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. Or Cincinnati, yeah, they're going to laugh at you. So I mean, you can't afford to lose. And so it's just one of those deals. It's like, I, I hope they land in the Pac-12 because it would be cool to see like a a West division for the Pac-12, and it's out in the Central Time Zone because I think uh, I've heard I think I was listening to Barry Trammell mm-hmm. and he was saying something like. You know, those, the guys that would, the teams that would be here that, that the Pac-12 takes in the Central Time Zone would mainly play each other, and they would travel out to the West Coast maybe once or twice a season. And then if the conference championship game works out that way, maybe they host it in uh, Texas or they host it in Stillwater. So they kind of there's not as much travel as it seems uh, if you split it up that way. Exactly. I think, you know, I know geographically they say, well, it wouldn't be a fit. Well, geographically, I don't think anybody cares at this rate. West Virginia's in the Big 12. West Virginia in the Big 12, and that makes yeah. no sense. Right. Geographically, no. No, I mean, I don't know what the answer is for OSU, but I definitely agree with you. I don't, I would hate for them to pass up on something just because whatever, and you get stuck with the Big 12 that could potentially still be around. They may not be. I really don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't think they're. I don't. Yeah. There's no way they stay the Big Twelve. I think they merge. I I think if there's any future for them, they have to merge with somebody. 
I don't think they can't stand by themselves. There's no way. I would love to see a Pac-12, but then again, I don't know how that would affect the Christian schools in uh, TCU right. and Baylor. I don't know. And I mean, the Mountain West accepted um, well, that's TCU. True. And, yeah. You know, I think that maybe the Mountain West, because uh, I think the Mountain West is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the Pac-12 absorbs the Mountain West and the AAC merges with the Big I mean, that's probably the most plausible thing if we're talking about super conferences because then West Virginia and Notre Dame join the AEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make sense. Well, Notre Dame, are, I think they played in the AACC mm-hmm. last year, and they signed some deal saying that if they were going to join a conference, it would be the ACC. It would be the ACC, yeah. So, and I think that's probably the best-case scenario, and then there you go. Then you've got the, the, Pac, the Pac West or whatever they want to call it, and then they've got the AAC Big 12, and then they've got the SEC, and then mm-hmm. – and then you're such your four big ones. So, speaking of Pac-12 and the ACC and all those, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the top 25 polls came out. I don't get much into it in the preseason, but they did yeah. come out. Of course, OU's three, and Alabama's one, Clemson's two, Ohio State's four, and Georgia's five. Of course, no surprises here, uh, really. Yeah. But uh, what's your overtake on OU season? I know. You know, from a fan standpoint, I still think we can easily have a team to go unbeaten. I could easily still see that. Yeah. What's your overtake so far as we head almost so, so close to the season opener? I want us to go undefeated. I really do. Um, It's just how many years have we watched them lose a game they shouldn't have? Mm -hmm. And I think in this conference, it's hard to, like, consistently be motivated. And I think it's a big part of it. Like, um when you play what Kansas state, Kansas and mm-hmm. West Virginia three games in a row. I mean, none of those guys are uh, going to be something that gets you real motivated. So I hope they go undefeated. That'd be great. Um, but realistically, uh, just which game is it? I, I, I don't think we lose to Iowa state. Uh, I, you know, what we saw last year is the corners are starting to catch interceptions, yep. So that's the good, you know, I think we, we beat Iowa State in Ames last year, and we go to the playoff if we catch two of those, three of those interceptions that Purdy threw. Because I swear he threw like three of them, and we dropped them all. And so, and our receivers dropped, I don't know, nine touchdown passes last year. So if we fix our hands, I mean, I, I think OU's a playoff team one way or another this year. I don't think they're, they're going to miss that, barring anything crazy. But I don't think they run the table. I just don't trusted enough we'll just see how the leadership shakes out you know i just is spencer radler embracing that leadership role now uh who's the leaders on the team you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh we still dropped the game we shouldn't have and we had baker mayfield in his prime you know know what game concerns me even though i don't think it well on paper it shouldn't be much of a game that nebraska game i'm telling you that i brought this up with uh the previous show with brett uh gibbons that game, even though it re- I don't see OU losing it, it just I just have that feeling. If I that, that dark horse game, my dark horse game is Baylor on the road. You saw what we looked like against Aranda last yep. year. If we, uh, I'm not saying our defense our defense won us the game last year, mm-hmm. and our defense is going to be better. Uh, but there's actually a lot in the secondary we don't know still. I mean, because I mean, we know about Woody Washington. He's amazing. He's solid. He's DJ yeah. DJ Graham's probably going to be a stud. We have to see more. Um, obviously, Trey Brown's gone though, and um, Trey Norwood. A lot, some of those vets are gone, you know. And then yeah, who shall not be named? That war number forty four is gone. But uh, 
everyone's favorite uh punching bag on twitter god that guy has you, got you, flames you ain't gonna so miss Buki. you know his size just doesn't it, i don't know what mike stoops is doing i know he was recruiting stars and not mm-hmm. quite as not quite a fit so the guy he was a corner i just they were so hell-bent on making him a safety i just i, I just don't he wasn't the right fit and maybe washington will make him a corner uh, like a uh, what is it a boundary? I corner? think Washington will. Yeah, I think Washington will utilize him to what he should be. The only thing I didn't like about Buki, and I think we all would agree, was he would be a lot of reason why we be in these give these games up because or blow leads sure. or because he's stupid penalties. Right, and I mean I guess it's just it's how football's evolved, and you either get into it or you get out. And I think it's like. He didn't want to adapt his personality because I think there's certain things you have to start learning over time. I mean, what, he was here three years, right? So it's like, hey, after three years, these same things are still getting you in trouble. Yep. So you, you, sometimes you just either learn or, you know, I know I know Lincoln's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. So he's not really going to chastise you, like, especially where people can see it. I mean, he might, you know, I've seen him lose a little bit sometimes oh, to players, but you know, he's a player's coach. So, I mean, he's just going to do what it takes to keep his players happy. And Buki, for what it's worth, he did start to adapt his game and become a really smart player. Like he was a technician, you know, oh. he kind of was like, okay, you're going to play me at safety. Well, I'll, I'll do these things. And, you know, um, in the, I know the LSU game, he got ejected or he, he got ejected because he's an idiot. That was a really stupid. Yeah. Play. That targeting. Yeah. But like there's so many twists and turns in that peach bowl where the momentum slips one way or another, that, that missed pass interference on Jaden Hayes. Yep. That game turned then. And then he popped Hilaire and then got ejected. And uh, there you go. You know, I mean, it's just, you can't afford mistakes like that against such a team. So um, whenever I watched him, because I looked at tape at him whenever he was coming out of high school. He was an amazing corner. Like, you play him on the boundary, that's where he was. And then they stuck him at safety, and I was like, what are you people doing? And then, you know, Alex Grinch was like, hey, he's got experience. He's kind of embraced the safety role, so we'll just kind of go with it. And, you know, and now that he's got six foot three, six foot two safeties, there's really just no – there's no spot, you know, and there's no, hey, go transfer somewhere else. I can use you because you don't fit my system. And I've got guys now that do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of question marks in the secondary. I think we just have to see. I think there's a ton of potential. Yep. Not not question marks as far as like, are we going to watch us give up 600 yards to somebody? It's like, <laughs> are they going to have the leadership? Are they going to create the turnovers? Are they going to do what needs to be done and take care of business? You know, I think that's just more so can they take care of business all the time, a whole season without – you know what leaders grow like who comes out of the secondary and leads the secondary you know is it woody is it dj or is it um key lawrence or mm-hmm. uh yep. uh man i just i want to see um what's a what's the kid uh that's playing corner but we should have he's the junior college guy uh he got hurt last year and didn't play um, man, um justin harrington yeah, you know, I, I want to. I want that dude. I watched a video of him on Twitter today working out. That dude moves. His move, like for his for his size, he moves crazy. Like his body is just. I'm like, wow. I'm looking forward to seeing Winfrey on the Dion. Dude is. I, oh I have a man God. crush on that guy. Like, oh I, my I told my God. I told my girlfriend about it. I'm like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's yes. a monster. <laughs> we just don't see players like that. No. Here. And so, like, you going up against that, you don't want any. I promise. And I I think. This year is going to be even better. 
Like the guy oh, last year, he got so close to a bunch of sacks, and I don't think that's going to be close this year. I think he's – you got Redmond. I mean, you've got dudes that are – you've got we've got dudes for the first time I can remember just everywhere. And like I, like I was saying about the Baylor game, though, Baylor's always weird. Think about yeah. us going to Baylor the last five years. I think we might have won one game where we dominated in ba- um, there in uh, Waco. I just – you know, Rand is a great defensive coach, and I think he schemed very well against Lincoln Riley last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I know Lincoln was probably playing it close to the vest with Rattler being young. I didn't think he – I think, you know, he's, like, trying to get Rattler to read the field better, and I think he was trying to get Rattler to advance his game. You know, I think this year he'll unload more on Aranda uh, as much more that – because I think Rattler can handle a lot more. But um, I think that that could be a – it's a night game, probably. Uh, Baylor probably won't be too bad. No. I, don't know how, I don't know how their offense is going to look. They have that Zeno kid still mm-hmm. that played us in the Big 12 Championship a couple years ago, and they have the Bohannon guy. So their offense is going to be probably, you know, speed, option, whatever, uh, spread. So we'll see. I mean, I think Baylor's the game to me that sticks out outside of, like, Kansas State. Can we overcome that? You know, I think we, we, we should have beat them last year. We just – we, I don't know what happened. You know, I watched that game, and I, when, whenever we lost, I was just like, I don't know what I just watched over the last quarter and a half. So, it's like they were looking for leadership, and they couldn't find it. You know, Jalen Hurts is gone, and those guys are gone. You know, we'll say what you want about Jalen; he was still a great leader. Like he could still rally people, and you just didn't have that. So, you know, Baylor to me is the game that sticks out to me though, because their defense is going to be stingy. Mm-hmm. You know, is our offense going to come to play? Because our defense is. I think our, def- our defense got up for every game last year, if I can remember right, even including Kansas State. I know it was rough. I think it was game two of COVID, you know, and I think a lot of guys are still way out of shape. But Well, the inconsistency I, in between breaks and all the practice, I'm sure, killed as well. Yeah, the contact tracing, <clears throat> yep. all those things. I mean, what, fall camp just started, and you don't hear mm-hmm. – we haven't heard about anybody being out for contact tracing – the other guys are there. They're giving it their best. I think this year is going to be probably one of the best years of college football that we've seen in a long time. I think this year it's OU's OU. I know Alabama we never they never reload. They they just rebuild and and move on and dominate. But um, I really do think that this is OU's team this year to to make that run. Because you look at the cross the board, Alabama, Ohio State. You know you got new quarterbacks coming in. I know Bryce Young at Alabama. I expect to do. Big things out there, but yeah, I'm sure. Clemson, of course, you know they lost quite a bit of talent, but I think this is a team that OU can put together as long as they can stay healthy and Spencer Rattler continues to improve. Right, um, this team can really do something, and yeah. I like what Alex Grinch is doing on defense. I think he's just cleaned house and built yeah. it the way it really should be built, and favors all, all these players' uh, style of play. Right. Yeah, I think his defense is perfect for what the offenses are going to. I think everybody, I think probably 90% of schools and college run the spread, some type of version. So I think the speed D concept is the perfect concept. I really do. I, you know, I think um, you saw um, like Alabama's defense and, yep. and a lot of people wanted Golding before we could get Grinch. But I think it's football's turned into what turnovers and mm-hmm. just kind of holding, you know, kind of holding on because these teams are going to be um, fast and they're going to put up a lot of yards and points and uh, especially those great teams. I don't think you're going to hold the days of it being 10 to three or over. So um, like, like how the top five is now, I think um, 
like Georgia at five. I just I haven't even with Georgia beating us a couple years ago. I really still haven't bought into Georgia. I just mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard for me to believe in them offensively. I know they have Monken as their OC, but I just the JT what is it uh Daniels. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I just, I mean, I know they beat Cincinnati, and it took a lot for them to beat Cincinnati last year in that uh, Sugar Bowl. But uh, uh, something about it just rubs me the wrong way. I just don't see Georgia. I believe in Alabama more, and they've lost more. You know, Alabama's lost a lot more, but I believe in Alabama more so than I believe in Georgia. I mean, in that top four, and I, I think it's OU and Clemson as far as like everybody else because Clemson at least has a guy that won them two games. You, uh, Uglele, or however you say his name, I'm, I'm sure it's close. I hope, but uh, that guy, he's looked good. He looked good in the release. He's not a bad quarterback. He's got a great arm. Yeah. You know, um, can Dabo develop him? We'll see. I mean, what he did with Lawrence, but Lawrence is transcendental. Yeah. Like he's he's a transcendent player. Um, so, but I, I just I think Clemson and Oklahoma have the two best guys. I think Ohio State has a huge question mark at quarterback. And then, you know, Alabama, how does Bryce Young look? I mean, mm-hmm. Oklahoma was in on him, but then we got Rattlers. So I think they were in the – or no, um, they're, uh, we got Williams, right? Was it, Were they in the same class? Bryce Young and Caleb Williams? I can't remember what class. See, I want to say they – Somebody was in the same class. We were just – Or they Rattler and Young. It might have been. It might have been. I just – I think I it remember. was Rattler and Young. Because I think Riley had went out, and I think that Young was like his second. And, you know, Bryce Young was like, I love Oklahoma, but, like, yeah. Riley's really wants somebody else. So, obviously, I think Lincoln gets what he wants, obviously. Outside <laughs> of that kid from Georgia, uh, Brock Vandegrift. Uh, let's see. I want to say it's not showing up now because it's so far back, but <clears throat> I want to say that that was those two was yeah. Rattler and... And I think that Riley just wanted Rattler. That was mm-hmm. his first choice, and Rattler was mutual, so there's really no reason to go to Bryce Young if you get what you want. He doesn't recruit, too, so... Uh, yeah, I just... As far as that top five goes, it's probably right, but um, I think Oklahoma's the I, I don't I don't want us to be number one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want us to have that target just yet. I think three is fine. I think you could go two or three. I think either one of those is fine. But uh, yeah, I, I would even say Iowa State maybe at five versus Georgia just based on what's coming back. I mean Iowa State's Iowa got a, State's got a coming team back. coming back. They've got a squad now. I they need to beat Iowa for me to take them seriously. I'm serious. They they can't lose to Iowa. They have to beat Iowa for me to take them serious. If they wanted, to, if anybody wants to take them serious, because I know I asked Brett this because he did an article that the underdogs in each year, um, who he thought and so on and so forth. But that one national championship, there were underdogs that started the season. Of course, I asked a question: Is Iowa State a potential underdog? He didn't think so so much. And at the same time, if anybody wants to take Iowa State serious, and like you said, they're going to have to beat Iowa. I don't think that's the biggest game they got before Big Twelve play, but uh, and they can't lose a clunker. I know Lou. I know no. uh, was it Louisiana Lafayette? Is that who they mm-hmm. lost to last year? They weren't bad though. Louisiana wasn't no. wasn't bad, and uh, Texas has the honor of playing them this season, but uh, they weren't bad. And because uh, I think they beat Kansas State as well, so uh, yep. or some yeah. I, I know we lost to two Sun Belt teams, and everyone was 
laughing at us. Kansas State, I think, was in Iowa State, I believe, were the two Big 12 teams that... Yeah. That and lost. it was just funny because Iowa State was the team that, like, if they beat Oklahoma, they can go to the playoff. It was just... It was funny how that all worked out. But, yeah, Iowa State's got to beat... They've got to run their non-conference schedule and win every game in their non-con for me to take them seriously. If they don't, they may be a top 10, top 15. Well, I don't know if they'll be top 15 because the voters still control that. Yeah. So if they, if they drop a game that's not to Iowa... Because I think if they lose to Iowa, I think they'll still somewhat believe in them, which I don't if they don't beat Iowa. Because, come on, Iowa's – you've got so much talent, and I haven't heard a peep about Iowa. But we've heard a whole lot about Iowa State. So Iowa State's taking the show from the from right. Iowa right now. So if you don't beat Iowa, in my eyes, we'll just have to see. But the voters might not take, uh, uh, like, no mercy on you. I think they'll, I think they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think Oklahoma is whenever they would – say okay here we go you're out or whatever i think they'll still be a top 10 game whenever they come to norman at least as long as they win as long as they don't lose any games they're not supposed yeah. to because if they lose to iowa i'm looking at the top poll right now um you got iowa state that's at eight iowa currently at 18 if they happen to lose to iowa it's not going to drop them tremendously no. far down so i'm and as long as iowa wins out at least like you said top 15 i think would be fair top 10 somewhere that Ballpark, of course, though, you'd be top five as long as right. they can right. do what they got to do. Right. But, uh, you know, there isn't one game I may actually watch, uh, surprisingly, just because now with everything that unfolded, you know, Arkansas plays Texas this year. Yeah, I think I'd be interested to watch that one. I'm kind of curious how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are they? They're old, like, uh, Big Eight, rivals, old, right? Something like the, that. The old yeah. Southwest Conference. Southwest Conference. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a fun game. Like uh, if, I was, if fun. I was in their fan base, if I was in either one of those fan bases, I'd be excited for that game. Um, I just, uh, I think there's a lot of big games out there, like Alabama Miami. Yeah. I think that game might be more interesting than people think, as long as De'Aaron King's healthy. That game, you know, we'll we'll find out how good Alabama is. I'm not saying Miami is a world beater, anyways. I would like to see them better. I really would. It's kind of like the Texas situation. Mm-hmm. I think the I think football's better whenever those go, those schools are good. Uh, but uh, you don't know. I mean, Derek King's not an easy guy to play. Uh, even though you know, whenever um Alex Grinch came that first year and we played Houston, that was pretty fun. And uh, people were taking bets on the message boards on uh, how many points Houston would score. <laughs> <laughs> whenever Alex Grinch was <laughs> and hell, man, we we held them to like. 20 points in th- three quarters mm-hmm. and they were a team that had scored 50 plus every game the year before yep. so it was impressive but uh yeah i, I think alabama miami i'm just looking forward to any football i mean honestly well I mean, i'm gonna say i'm i'm ready <laughs> we're like two weeks away yep. from week zero whatever they call it and i've got labor day weekend off so i'm ready to watch that ou Tulane game so far we have i have labor day weekend off so yeah. far so Hopefully that stays intact because I got a lot of football to catch on that weekend. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to play Tulane. I know Tulane. I mean, it should just be what it is. But, like, going to New Orleans, I'm sure it'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I think – I don't know. This season's going to be a lot of fun. It's a cool that uh, we're out of – well, I say we're out of the COVID stuff. I know the Delta thing. But most of the programs mm-hmm. are fully vaccinated or really close to it so i know mississippi lane kiffin reported 100 percent on on their end so and i'm yeah. sure a lot more universities are they just ain't gonna publicly say hey we're 100 percent 
Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we should probably see a lot less contact tracing and a lot less canceled games yeah. this year. I think it's going to be just a a complete season, which is something I think a lot of people have been fiending for for about two <laughs> years. I mean, even last year was fine. But I, I honestly, I think I watched one half of the national championship. I didn't even watch the second half because I think it was already going mm-hmm. Alabama's way. And so, well, don't forget, I think it's week one as well. Georgia and Clemson, top five right there. Oh, so we got Alabama, Miami, and Georgia, Clemson. Yep. I believe that is, where's my bleacher report? I believe that is our Labor Day weekend. Ah, all right. That's what I'm talking about. I believe, I believe. Uh, let's see. Nebraska, Illinois kicks everything off that weekend. Yeah. So we got Notre Dame goes to Florida State. That should be interesting. LSU, UCLA. Where's that? Yeah, Georgia and Clemson Saturday, September 4th, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. Oh, man. We've got uh, Alabama and Miami on the same day. Yep. Wow. There's some big games right there. I guess we're going to find out a lot then, even on the first and week. Alabama's right before that game as well, so doubleheader right there. Yeah, and you got Oklahoma Tulane at 11 a.m. Go figure. Just to warm us up. Get the- <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm getting sick and tired of these 11 a.m. games. It's- Which Tulane, okay, whatever. I don't care, but Nebraska, I was a little bummed. I was I was bummed it wasn't prime time. I get Nebraska's not Nebraska, but... right. Gotta go tradition, but whatever. you should, yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the bigger things that got Josie. I think the works were in it for SEC movement, but uh, I think that 11 a.m. thing really mm-hmm. pissed him off, and uh, obviously it did. I mean, he released that statement, and uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't mind the 11 a.m. games, I really don't, especially against teams that are not any good because well, you get that you game that over with, back. you get that game over with, you got a full day of football. Now, if Oklahoma drops a clunker at 11 a.m. Then you got to think about it all day. So it's one of those things. And I'm sure the guys that go to the games every game, um, I'm sure that's like, you know, hosting recruits and things like that. It's hard to manage all that uh, whenever it's 11 a.m. all the time. And obviously Fox's business model was like, hey, Oklahoma, you're going to be big noon kickoff. Mm -hmm. Embrace the 11 o'clock, which in reality, it's really hard for Oklahoma to do any recruiting or anything like that whenever you're based around 11 o'clock kickoffs. So I just... I like 11 a.m. personally, certain games, um, but I wouldn't mind. I know the Cotton Bowl and OU Texas being played at night. I know that's like a whole thing. People getting shot and mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know if that's really a thing, but even at 2.30 would be fine. I think I'll take 2.30. Yeah, because I think CBS would do something with that with the SEC. I think yeah. it's like a 2.30 showcase or whatever they do. And I think that would be perfect, but. The 11 a.m. thing, I won't miss it. I say that I like it, but I won't miss it. Oh, Lord, no. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody does. Be... <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what you hear all the time. You see it on Twitter. Oh, I know. I know. Trust me. Another 11 a.m. anybody. I don't think anybody's complaining about 11 a.m. in Baton Rouge, though. I mean, because then you get to go down. No, because down. they can drink and do whatever you want afterwards. Exactly. And you partied Friday night. I'm mm-hmm. sure those the whales that are going down there watching the game, you know, that's what I call the, some of those boosters. <laughs> the whales, man, they got the money. They go down there, the big fans, you know, the season ticket holders for the 100 years. Yep. They've got around since time began, you know, and they're going to go down there and just drop stacks, you know, Friday night. and Because I, 
I read that some of these people on the message boards have bought two lane season tickets so they can get tickets to this game. It's just wow. It's just funny. It's like I want to go so bad that I'm going to buy their season tickets. It's like, what are you going to do with the other ones? Who's going to buy them? Nobody. All right, you're going to sell the rest of their home games for, and you might get as much as a single game ticket would have cost. Yeah, you won't make. You won't get your money back out of that. Yeah, you have to give them away. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just it's funny how crazy the fan base is, and I'm sure other fan bases are the same way. But it's just funny to see that certain OU fans are buying out two lane season tickets just to see this game. Oh <laughs> God! But I guess in theory, a lot of people didn't go to the games last year because of the mm-hmm. uh, this limited seating, which I actually had an amazing time uh, going to a game with limited seating. Because I could sit wherever I wanted. Yes, you uh, can. Or, or yeah, yeah, nobody could get close to me, and it was great. I could just make room for myself, and yeah, it was it was that's the way to see a game. But I know it's not. Uh, it's not realistic now. No, 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 no. But it's it was great though. <laughs> when you think about it, kind of depressing, but it was great. Anyways, <laughs> football's football, regardless. I mean. Yeah, it's always better in person, but it's it's even better when you're a fan and you're sitting there and you've got all this room. In a hundred thousand, hundred thousand seat stadium, when you're normally going and you can't move, yep. and then you go there standing and you're up. Like, all right, cool. You got to use a restroom really, really bad, but you got to stand in line for fifteen, twenty minutes. Right during Food. COVID. Yeah, during yeah. COVID, you just go get a beer. Got- <laughs> Halftime, you just go get a beer. Yep, come back and you make it before. Yep, exactly. Oh God! Well, JT, it's a pleasure having you on. I'll be yeah, doing man. a. Um, college football preview show next week so if you're interested i'll definitely hit you up on that and uh we'll get you on as well and It'd be great all that good stuff of course that way jt uh jt how can they find you on twitter uh you can follow me on twitter at js the meister so js t-h-e-m-e-i-s-t-e-r and uh i'm mainly just a uh lurker until football season so i don't tweet a whole lot but uh so whenever football starts i'll I definitely start ramping it up. So very nice. I'll get that in the description. And JT, as always, man, man, <clears throat> excuse me, pleasure having you, and yeah. uh, looking forward to many more. And of course, having you back on during football season and sure. even uh, postseason. Hopefully, we can get a natty this year. Oh, I know it'd be great. I'll pop. I'll pop a. I'll pop one on stream. We'll, we'll have a beer on stream. If we win a national championship, we'll have two. We'll have three, maybe. We'll see how it goes. We'll we'll, uh, we'll do a live stream of the national championship game. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hopefully it goes our way because it's not going to be Oh, hurting. my God. No. Nah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> pleasure having you on. All right, man. Have a great Thank rest you. of your week. You've been listening you. to the Air Attack Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes and Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful week. We'll get you all the college football news next week as we get closer, closer, closer to kickoff. Have a great week.